This is an ABC podcast. Hello from the children of planet Earth. Three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hi, I'm Dr. Amanda Bauer. And I'm Dr. Alan Duffy. We're astronomers. And this season, Cosmic Vertigo is taking things to the extreme. Like realizing there are hundreds and thousands of you who have listened to this podcast? That feeling you get when your head spins from having the opportunity to share your scientific passion with so many? That's what we call Cosmic Vertigo. Five, four, three, two, one. One, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. End of test. Thanks so much to all of you who have sent us your own cosmic comments and queries. This week, we're hearing from Ben and Richard. Hey, Cosmic Vertigo. My name is Benny Meltzer. I am a sophomore physics student at the University of Texas at Austin. And I don't really have a question as much as it is a thought that I'd like your feedback on. So it goes like this. Um, I was talking to one of my friends a while ago and uh, we were talking about the possibility of extraterrestrial life and the this analogy occurred to me so it goes like this imagine you walk into a hotel and there's no one in the lobby and you think well that's kind of strange so you start looking in, in the rooms of the hotel and you look in all the rooms on the first floor and you don't find anyone and uh then you go to the second floor. There's no one on the second floor either, and you work your way through the hotel like this, and you get to the last door of the hotel. You still haven't found anyone, so you're starting to think, well, it's kind of improbable that I haven't found anyone yet, and the very last door I'm going to find someone. So you're kind of starting to think that there's no one in this hotel at all. So the analogy is the hotel is like the universe, and each room in the hotel is like a planet in the universe. So I guess the real question is, will there be a, a point or like a number of planets that we can, that we need to check in order to be able to say that we are alone in the universe? Like, is there gonna be a point where we have checked so many planets and we still haven't found anyone where we are starting to think like there's no one in the hotel? If that makes any sense. So, um, that's my question for you, and thanks for your time. All right, I love this, and I just want to actually extend that analogy just a little. When you say you check on the hotel room and see if they're occupied or not, that's not how we search for alien life, but how we do search for it is by essentially getting out our our computer and searching for a Wi-Fi signal from any of those rooms. And so far, we're only able to search, say, the first floor, and we haven't seen any Wi-Fi signals, any radio emission from those rooms. So we can at least say, well, there's no one there who has that kind of level technology. We're unable to search those higher floors because, well, the the Wi-Fi signal just drops off and it becomes too faint for our current level of technology to detect. But as we upgrade our radio telescopes, we can see ever more of those floors. But at this stage, that's really how we search for life. So we're really looking for Wi-Fi signals or, let's say, radio transmissions. 
Yeah, that's a great extension to that analogy. In addition to the fact that... I was pretty proud of it. (laughs) (laughs) That hotel will just extend, I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of floors. There are so many 400 billion stars in our galaxy alone, and most of them have planets, if not more than one planet. And so we've only started to search for a very small realm of those, and we just don't have the sensitivity to search beyond that within our own galaxy yet. And then there's billions of galaxies beyond that. So for my personal self, it's going to be a long time before I lose hope, I guess, before I stop searching, thinking that there's just so much space out there. There are so many planets that we can search for as long as we possibly can. I want to end with a quote from Arthur C. Clarke. That's always been one of my favorites. Two possibilities exist. Either we are alone in the universe or we are not. Both are equally terrifying. Um, And I'd also like to just shout out to Benny because Austin, UT, that's my alma mater. That's where I did my PhD. So you're on the right track. You've got some good astronomers there to talk to. And yay! That's awesome. I hadn't realized that. I was just thinking, is that where the Longhorns is from? Yep, that's absolutely right. Hook them. What was that? Hook (laughs) them. Hook them. Hook them. Hook them horns. I had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> I meant the football team, but all right. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what you say if you're a fan. Hook them horns. Oh, that's... that's like the, the rally cry. There's a whole hand thing. That is so surreal. All right. <laughs> Hello, Cosmic Vertigo. We're here in Vietnam. We're just on holiday at the moment, and we've noticed that you're doing a new Season 2 podcast, and we'd like to ask you, there is a centre of our galaxy, which we know is a supermassive black hole, but what is the centre of the universe? (laughs) Richard, getting right down to it. (laughs) Well, obviously, I'm the centre of the universe, and uh, I think Alan would also respond that he is the centre of the universe, and Richard, you, in fact, are the centre of your universe, (laughs) wherever you are, in Vietnam or... (laughs) It just means that you're in the exact centre of a bubble of light that allows you to see out to the edges of the observable universe. If you're one metre closer in one direction, then that means you're able to see, you know, one metre further to that direction, and that defines your bubble of that center of the observable universe. From an observational perspective, when we look out and observe all the galaxies in the universe that we've looked at so far, they're all moving away from us, except for, you know, Andromeda, that's barreling towards us, but that's just one out of the the tens of billions of galaxies out there. Um, They're all moving away. And so if you go to any other galaxy in the universe and you take those same measurements, you will look out and see that except for your very local neighborhood of galaxies, all the other ones will also be moving away from you. So yeah, there there is a definite center of our gravitationally bound Milky Way system um, that formed from the collapse of a big gas cloud and it's got a supermassive black hole and all the stars orbit around it in our little pancake. But the universe itself does not have an equivalent center. But I think where the, ne- the question usually goes after this is, well, if everything's expanding away from everything else, then you wind the video back and you see them all rush together. And don't they seem to come from a point? You could say that, well, then where is that point in all of this expanding space? And the point is it's everywhere. So every single point of the 
observable universe began from the same point of the Big Bang. So everywhere is the center at some point. Yeah, so that's a single point in time. We go backwards to see exactly when the universe started, but that was all of the universe. All of it was a very high temperature and tightly packed and dense, and then the entire universe started to expand from that point. So as you can't say there's a center, you also can't say that there's an edge of the universe. There's not like a point where you're going to walk off of it. Next week, it's our last cosmic vertigo. It's all about what's slowest and what's fastest. 